Hello? Well, hello there. Oh, God, you're real quiet there, Jaden. You recorded really loudly earlier. Uh, I can barely hear you. Hold on, it might... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Okay, say something again. You hear me now? Yeah. You getting any echo on your end? No, I'm good. All right, cool. Does it sound fine? Yeah, you're fine. All right, cool. Okay. What's up, bud? It's been a minute. It has. It has. <laughs> you doing all right? Shit, I'm 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 surviving. You know, I'm still fucking in Cairo and or I just you know I'm back in Cairo. Well, I don't know. When's the last time we talked? I'm trying to figure out where we left off. I think like the week before the pandemic. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, honestly, you're not you're not wrong. But uh, because <laughs> I, I remember I I think that's like I gave you the the contact info for like that dude in Athens that puts on the metal shows, and we were like both so hyped oh, yeah, about and it. Then fucking coronavirus <laughs> and then the happened. <laughs> what a mess. Yeah, truly. You want to just jump right in or? I mean, uh, you want to talk about what we're going to talk about first, or like, uh, I mean, we can just jump right in. I don't really care. That's fine. It's up to you. Like, I'm, I'm new to this too, so or, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just gonna learn as I go. I mean, that's the best way to do it. I also have uh, my singer here, Daniel. Okay. Uh, yeah, he can, he can hear everything we're saying too. He might chime in every now and then. I'm not sure. What's up, bro? What's up? All right, then. Well, to, to go ahead and get started, if y'all don't mind, will you say your preferred name, your pronouns, the date, and where you are? Uh, shit, what's the day? <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> All right. Hi, I'm, I'm Jared. He, uh, January 31st, I guess. What's good? <laughs> all right, hey. Daniel Singletary, <laughs> uh, January 31st, was it 2021? Yeah. We up in this bitch. What he said. Hey, um, so are you re- having to be related to, to a Gene Singletary? Okay. Yeah, he lives in Pelham, and he's like, he's my cousin's dad, so... Not. I don't think I'm related to anybody in Pell. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, um, since you guys are both from the band Skull, yes, sir, right? yes, sir. You want to describe the band sound for us? Angry. Uh, good music to punch your friends to. Uh, that's what I like to describe it as. Uh, we label it as a uh, good old country core. <laughs> I like it. But uh, here for it. And I just like, you know, some heavy music, you know, everybody can groove too. So it's a good time. Yeah, our main goal in the band is just to create not the most technical stuff, but, you know, groovy and something you get all jammed to. Yeah. And trying to be over the top musically, just trying to like, you know, have a good time, really. That's what it's really about. I mean, those are definitely the best shows when people are just having a good time. That's all I want to see. As long as people are having a good time, I I could care less what we actually sound like. As long as people are, you know, actually enjoying themselves. To... But uh, you know, it's a good time, you know. So, 
Y'all put um put out an EP back it in was, what was uh, it like 20... March or or April? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It yeah, was it was April. Time. It was uh, April first, I want to say, or April seventh. It was one of those two. Or was it, think it April twentieth? I don't know because I, I don't thought... know. It was sometime in April twenty twenty. Yeah. Sometime. Uh, so, do you guys have any plans to make any new yeah, music we, pretty uh, soon? We do have some stuff that we're working on, but uh, I think our main goal right now is to really create new music and get a couple of music video shoot, shots and, uh, you know, just basically build up a bunch of material so, you know, we can start releasing stuff slowly throughout the year. And, you know, just you're getting the word out. Uh but yeah, no, we are definitely planning on making more music soon. Uh, there, there, are, there is a plan to like make a full long play record, uh, here before too long. You know, it just takes a little bit of time to get all that stuff together and whatnot. Gotcha. Real mm -hmm. excited for it. Oh, uh, uh, how did y'all record the first album? Like, where did y'all go? Did you yeah. do it all yourselves? Did you have a producer yeah. for any of it? Like, so, how did all that work? One hundred percent of it was done by us. Um, specifically by David McLeod, yeah, our drummer. That, that man is a magician. He uh, he fucking he really put a lot of time and effort into it, and really everything you hear on that album is really by that man. That man really worked hard on that shit, and we're all very proud of him. Oh yeah, like he's definitely the go-to for that because he he you know he helps us out a bunch with that. Mm -hmm. It's also like you know helps out our you know, that we could just give him the material and he could record everything and, uh, you know, helps out our, our, our money anyway because it's cheaper that route. And, uh, you know, we much rather put money into our own selves and create our own studio than go to these other studios that's going to rush us for time and, you know, charge you $100 per hour and, you know. It's it's better it's better this way. Um, but yeah, no, it's all pretty much completely DIY, and uh, definitely you can like uh, if you go and listen to the Eye for an Eye single, and then listen to the version on the EP, you can really notice that progression and just his skill level as a producer. Uh, you know, you can really hear that difference in there because the recording quality just goes up, and you know we've. Uh, you know, since the pandemic, you know, we've uh, kind of recorded some rough tracks before. And honestly, like, as we're just going along, you know, stuff's just starting to sound better and better. So um, what's practice been like for you guys? Because isn't one of y'all, like, from, like, Central Florida, you have to drive, like, four hours uh, for yes, practice? Uh, old David is uh, down there in Florida. Uh, uh, Inverness. Yeah, Inverness, in Florida, right up below Ocala. Mm-hmm. And then Pat's from Tallahassee, and then me and Daniel are from uh, Thomasville slash Cairo. Uh, so, yeah, it's a bit of a drive to get everybody together. You know, you got to, you know, it's about a four-hour drive there, literally just there to practice. Uh, but, again, David is a godsend, so it's entirely worth the drive to go see that man. Uh, it, it is a bit of a struggle, you know. We don't meet every weekend or nothing like that. Um but we do meet as much as we can. Coronavirus has definitely put a little bit of a damper on things, though, because Patrick actually works at the hospital down in Tallahassee. So it's, you know, he's 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 out there on the front lines every single day. Oh, yeah. Wild yeah. times. Yeah. Hopefully we'll eventually get everybody vaccinated before the end of the year. That way y'all can get back yeah, at that's it. that's what we're hoping for, because it's – we like, we were really hoping to, like, uh, do, like, an actual uh, – 
uh, like a EP release show, uh, like, you know, and back in April, but then coronavirus really started taking off. And uh, I think we were, we were booked for a pretty decent sized show that night too, weren't we? Yeah, we was getting ready to do uh, probably about a week or two week run for the EP to help promote it. But uh, yeah, the pandemic kind of halted that. But, you know, it is what it is, you know, ain't no point in getting bogged down in the details and all that, because, you know, we're still trucking along, we're still doing what we can, while also... You just have a whole album to tour for. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's the goal, that's the goal. Just trying to make sure things are moving. So, since y'all are from, like, all over, would you, would you say you're based out of Tallahassee, or, like, or do you really well, have a we, base we just camp? like to say, you know... I mean, we come from like all these different aspects of uh, the walk of life because everybody was raised a little bit different. Mm-hmm. We all have our different little tastes, and you know, we're we're all living at different places. So we kind of like just we're pretty much like trash. We're everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> we're cockroaches if you want to look yeah. at it like that. <laughs> we're south. We're South Georgia scum. <laughs> south Georgia, Middle Florida scum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> call it swamp core. <laughs> do it um so since y'all are, like what what would you describe as y'all's like what got each of you into music and like what's y'all's musical evolution been over the years right. you want to go first um there's been many different things i've always had a passion for like music and stuff like that um i never really started pursuing it until i got out of, i got out of high school uh and then, you know, I always liked metal. There wasn't a whole lot of metal bands around. So, you know, kind of got drunk one night and was like, hey, man, let's go for it and start a band. But after that, I really got hooked. Um, a lot of bands like Lamb of God, uh, Mastodon, stuff like that got, got me more into metal throughout the years. And like, I don't know, man, it just turned into a way of life. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as I go, uh, I mean, shit, like, it's really like my uncle that got me into the heavier music in general. Like, that, there, there's a while there when I was like listening to, you know, just because I was a little kid, you know, I was just listening to general pop and whatnot. And then my uncle, like, uh, turned me on to Slipknot. I remember, uh, listening to Duality for the first time, and that's kind of the song that kind of like tripped a wire in my noggin. I was like, oh, shit, heavy music is cool. Uh, that in inside the fire or inside the flames by disturbed into the fire. I don't remember what it's called, but uh, you know, it, it was that and a mix of like you know, I grew up like where I grew up specifically, like my little neighborhood. Um, you know, all my friends, you know, we would all play guitar, so it's like it was almost a competitive thing. It was uh, my cousin who initially got me into it, he showed me how to uh, play uh, Smoke on the Water and fucking Iron Man and whatnot, and uh. You know, from there on, it just kind of started taking a kind of a competitive tone to it almost. And for the first, like, year there, I was the worst out of everybody. Like, I just sucked at that shit. Like, I wasn't really, I wasn't particularly good or anything. But, like, long term, I was the only one that really stuck with it. And I ended up going to college for it because, you know, music school and whatnot. Joke's on him. He should have just stayed in the band. Yeah. That's another thing. Uh, me and Daniel, uh, we've been in two bands together now, actually. Uh, back when I was in high school, uh, it was Fear in the Eyes of the Martyr. And uh, that, yeah, good old, old, old item. Item. And uh, 
Dang, you know that that was that was my personal first band. That was a good time. Uh, you know my you know we we had all the homies in there. Uh, fucking David DJ, Willis. David Willis. He's a fucking beast at songwriting and on guitar. And like it's really been an honor to like work with that man because he he's really fucking improved as the years gone on. Check out his uh new band Beneath the Barons. Yeah, most definitely. They're 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 really pumping out some good shit nowadays. They're really starting starting to find their groove. I'm proud of them boys. Uh, but yeah, no. So like you know, back then we were playing with all the homies. You know, I I had to quit the band because I wanted to go to college and uh study a bit more a little bit more about music and get a little bit better of a grasp of it and everything and yeah you know, i'd say that kind of helped me shift out of metal in the first place too it kind of got me got my eyes open to you know new genres new new tastes new new perspectives and whatnot oh yeah we got a mixtape coming out i'm still waiting on the the your bebop album Man, i'm working Jared. on it but see that, that 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 shit right there takes time and uh I gotta say, bebop and metal ain't the same thing. <laughs> Two very different. I mean, would you say you like know you know the experiences with like the jazz band and whatnot at ABAC, um, and any of the other like stuff you played in there? Because mm-hmm. weren't you also part of the Latin jazz fu- fusion band? Uh, um, it was a it was a Latin combo. Uh, I was headed by Carlos. Uh. He, uh, you know, he, he, he was a good band director. You know, that was his first real time, like, really heading anything like that. Um, but, you know, I was in that. I was in the uh, Latin combo. I was in a couple of jazz combos. I was in the normal jazz band orchestra. I was in the regular orchestra band. Um, you know, they also forced me to, you know, take piano and whatnot, which was that, that was good, too, to get your head around everything. Um. But yeah, no, like uh, honestly, like the jazz stuff, that was my favorite stuff to do. Like all things considered, like I, I just really enjoyed learning all that, especially with the uh, the Latin jazz and like everything Carlos made us learn. That stuff really uh, took me way out of my comfort zone into like a genre of music I've never even really listened to, and now you want me to play it on stage? Like uh, it was just uh, it was a uh, that was a nice change of pace. From uh, you know, everybody, you know, pushing everybody around in a mosh pit to having everybody just have like a weird circle pit thing. I don't really know what it was, but like you know, everybody was running around. Uh, I don't know. I guess it was like some sort of Mexican dance. I don't, I don't, like I don't, I don't really know what they would call it, but like you know, everybody was dancing around in a circle. It was cool as hell. I loved it. I mean, sounds like a circle pit to me. Kind of, you know, but like you know, it was more dancing rather than pushing and shoving. A lot less anger. Uh, Fair enough. A lot less play fighting. <laughs> yeah, a lot more uh, good vibes, you know. But, it, you know, it was a good time. I enjoyed playing that. You know, I, I I will admit, you know, I bitched a little bit, you know, having to wake up early in the morning to practice. But, you know, that's also the price of, you know, trying to do stuff in this game. You know, you got to be willing to get up and work when nobody else is because that's the only way you can get anywhere in the industry realistically well would you say having those you know um doing all that how's that influenced the way you're able the way you may compose music now for your metal bands is there any influence on you or um there's definitely an influence on um, probably the biggest thing is just like my sense of time and like me keeping an eye on time in general as in like you know like the rhythm of the song and whatnot um 
Because in the, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, it was a style of music that we were playing in the jazz band or in the Latin band. It's, you know, it's like instead of focusing on like the, you know, the one and two, uh, three of the song, you're focusing on the two and four of the song or of the bar. And, uh, you know, just that, that, that simple of a feeling changes the whole song. And it also changes how you would play the song a little bit, you know. And, uh, yeah, no, I would say, like, all of that really just helped me get a new perspective on everything and, like, really helped me understand, like, the chords and everything of what I was doing and, like, what emotions I'm trying to, you know, invoke when I play, you know. Just, it, it made me more conscious of what I was actually doing, if that's a good way to put it. And I can, you know, it also helped me, like, you know, with my ear, I can actually hear what it is I want to play and then actually figure out what it is I want to do on the guitar rather than, you know, sit there and, like, play notes in weird orders until you accidentally find something that works, you know. That that method works, too, but it's a little bit less effective, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Um, is it common at all, for in y'all's experience, for people to have formal training in the metal scene? Um, It really depends. It's really not all that common, honestly. I would argue, like, most people don't give two fucks about music theory, which is fair and fine you know i don't i'm not really here to push that shit on anybody um it's really uh fewer and far in between in the metal scene because a lot of a lot of metal musicians won't even know how to read sheet music so you know it's it you can understand theory without reading sheet music but it, it's a little bit harder to visualize it and everything and you know you can but it's like it's tend to be like you know people are a little bit less educated but that's also part of it because it's you know you're at that point you're not really playing be because you're playing by the rules you're playing because it's what sounds right to you. right it's all about, about yeah which you know can um you know that could also be a, a potential pit pitfall too because t usually whenever like you play what sounds good you know it, it kind of leads you to the same old patterns that you follow so it's like music theory can help you get out of that pattern too well, i'll give you a story so it's like we used to play with this guy we will shout out but every time when we go to play a show he will get a little drunk and he will be off key on some of his parts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, it's just, I don't know. Just sometimes when it's, when you're up there on that stage and all that, it, I think it's better to actually know what's going on than just playing it by ear. But also, I mean, you got some people that just are good at playing by ear. So it's a very mixed thing to me. I've been in a couple different bands, and you always meet different people and how, how different things work for them. So do you think do you think there's like a preference between musicianship and showmanship at all, or is it you need to just have the balance of the two? You gotta have a balance because yeah. nobody comes there to see stick figures. Yeah, most definitely. It's yeah. like you can be the best musician in the world, but if you're just standing there, I guarantee you, you're not gonna capture anybody's interest nowadays. It's it's a whole like like you know back in the day, and I mean way back in the day, you could get away with that. Because it was good enough to just be a ridiculously good musician. But nowadays, everybody has ways of making music. You know, you have to compete with computers. Nobody's really learning how to play instruments anymore. It's no longer the only way to be able to play music. 
So, you know, you're having to compete with all these things and it's like, you know, the physical limitations that makes us on guitar don't exist inside of something like, you know, FL Studios. So it's like, you know, you're looking at music in a whole different way at that point. So in what ways do you guys try to really like push the performance aspect of your music? Um, I mean, we try to make sure we give high energy performances every time we go out. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to make sure we we interact with each other and have fun up there. And, you know, and we try to engage the audience. And, you know, mm-hmm. like we'll do a little like, you know, too much choreographed stuff's kind of corny, I feel, in my book. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you do a little like, you know, windmills at the same time or something through some parts, you know, it just sets it off a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that's going to stick into people's minds. Yeah. Like, that's the whole reason that you get people to your shows is for you to stick out and for you, for them to, you know, be able to pick out, like, oh, man, that was that band that had that crazy breakdown or that's yeah. that band that did that them crazy moves during that one part. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's all about selling yourself to the fans. Yeah, and it's like, you know, a little golden rule is, uh, you know, it doesn't, like, if the fans are enjoying themselves, don't don't worry, you know, just stop your worrying, because if if they're having a good time, everybody's having a good time, you're doing what you need to be doing. But also, in the sense of, uh, you know, if you're up there on stage and you act scared, and you're you're acting, you know, like, you know, timid and everything. Timid, you know, like, they're going to, like, you're not giving off the right energy. You know, you have to give off the right energy for people to receive your music, Mm -hmm. how you want them to receive it. You know, it's it's your message to put out for everybody else to interpret. But if you can't get into your own music, then why should they? And ultimately, every minute that you're on that stage and people are around is the performance. So, you know, you're in a completely different mindset in that time space too it's like you're kind of you're aware that all those people are looking at you you know what i mean uh and it's like you know even little things like just the way you're standing affects the way the crowd feels about you you know what i mean oh definitely like i mean even if it's subconscious there's visual cues everywhere for the crowd yeah it's like it's 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 very much so a body language as much as it is an actual (laughs) language you know through vibrations and you know, actual communication, you know, you, you, it's a whole, a whole thing. Uh, if, if, if one aspect isn't up to par with another thing, that's the part that's going to be glaring and obvious, uh, you know, with anything. So it's like, yeah, your, your biggest weakness has to be strengthened until it's no longer your, like, until it's your biggest strength. Basically, that's the only way to get good at it. Gotcha. Yeah, I definitely, just coming from someone's perspective who's only ever been in the audience, I definitely like, I like the way you say it's like a communication thing. I think it's like a big group thing because Mm -hmm. something I always say is that like 70 to 80% of a show's enjoyability is just going to be based on the crowd. And if they're like having a good time, because if they're having a good time, you'll have a good time, which of course that stems from the band, Mm -hmm. but just this Mm -hmm. big, I feel like it's a big communal effort. (laughs) There's like almost a, a, uh, I don't know. It is, you know, everybody kind of has to commit to having a good time. Right. Uh, and, you know, it is the band's job to make sure everybody is having a good time. You know, like if any fights are breaking out, you know, I think it is a band's responsibility to hold things up and, you know, call that kind of stuff out. Because you want to, you're, you're, you, y'all are hosting the party pretty much. Y'all, y'all are the main event, you know, y'all are hosting. So you got to, 
got to make sure your guests are having a good time because, you know, none of it's even possible without them. So, you know, you're, you're really taking care of a bunch of people. Have y'all ever had to break up any fights? Huh? Have you had to break up any fights? No, not in my experience. Um, I've been in a, yeah, you know, a few fights. <laughs> you know, we've, uh, you know, we play pretty heavy music. So it's like, you know, we let a lot of shit kind of slide, you know, as long as you're not really straight up punching people in the face. Like, I, I know I say it's music to punch your friends to. Please don't actually punch your friends to it. Uh, push them around a little bit, you know, bully them a little bit. But they say it's bit. okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a consent thing. You know, it's yeah. a consent thing. Is, but, you know, just like, you know. It's a giant, it's one know. giant I, I BDSM mode. Say that again? It's, it's just one giant BDSM mode. Everybody has to consent first. Right. <laughs> Basically. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> well, pretty much once you buy the ticket and you get through that threshold of that venue, you're consenting. I mean, it's like, you know, there's also an etiquette to it, too. You know, right. you can just kind of tell by the audience, like, the general language of everybody, you know, where shit's about to happen. You know, if you see that there is a wall of people, like, in a circle around another group of people, you unless you're a, a little bit bigger or a little bit more confident in yourself, please don't go in the center of those pe that group of people because they're about to start pushing and really just being assholes, and that's the point. So unless you're feeling like hot shit that night, please don't go in there because you're gonna get hurt. Yeah, I'm definitely on both sides of the spectrum because when I when I but when I'm up there on stage, I want to see all this. I want to see people having yeah. a good time, you know, spin kicking or doing whatever they want to, you know, as long as it's fun. But if I'm in the crowd, I'm the guy that stands off and just watches it from the distance or mm -hmm. whatever. I don't want to partake, you know, partake in it. You know, I want to enjoy the performance. Yeah, but I could definitely see where everybody gets the energy from. Man. It's also that just that performer perspective, too, because it's like, you know, if you were to do it every single night, you would really be breaking your back every single night doing that. Okay, sure. It's like, you know, it's it's definitely something, you know, to go do like once or twice a month, you know, really beat the shit out of yourself. Really get all that pent up energy out, you know, but like, you know, I wouldn't want to do it every single night, you know what I mean? I can definitely say that when I've done it two nights in a row, that it's not exactly fun on the third day. No, it's not. <laughs> but you do get pretty tough if you keep doing it, I will say. I mean, you know, you if, if you're willing to stick it out, you know, you'll get pretty tough, <laughs> just. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's almost like you have to get in that flow state where, like, you're just yeah. hyper aware of everything that's going on. You have to be able to, like, it's almost like it is almost like dancing, knowing where you need to move within yeah. the, the thrashing bodies. Well, I mean, that's where, like, you know, the beat of the song comes back into play because it's like, if you notice it, like, there's a pulse with the song, and, like, you know, people are tend to push each other and run into each other with the pulse of the song. So it's like, if you figure that out you can also avoid getting hit if that's what you want to do because you know you can really do whatever you want to in there oh no you have to know like when to push yours too as well i'm not trying to deny that i'm just yeah. saying saying it's a it's a beautiful the rhythm that uh, that occurs within it yeah most at least within a good set. most There's definitely chaos. most definitely i agree full-heartedly so have, have y'all noticed like going to different cities that like certain like cities are just going to be wilder than others or is it usually pretty consistent oh every city has its own personality i would say for sure but i played at places where it looked like it was going to be dead and it was packed but then i also played where like there was places that looked like they was going to be packed was empty 
you know, so you can never really tell. Yeah. But, like, sometimes, like, when you go to bigger cities like Orlando, Tampa, stuff like that, like, it, you know, you could tell if it's about to pop off or, you know, like, it's just, it's all about feeling the energy. Like, yeah. Especially if you get, like, a weekend, like, or a weeknight show, like, a Saturday night or something like that, man, it's usually just wild. Mm-hmm. In, like, bigger cities. And it's like, you know, you always have your, like, stereotypical people at the shows, but it's like, you know, they always have their own little bit of personality with it, too. It's it, it's fun to get to know those people, you know what I mean? Because, you know, every city really is truly different. So, where are some of y'all's favorite places to play? Hmm. I would have to say... I'm... I like the place, and I mean, I played one of my best shows there, which was a uh, Red Repose show, and uh, we got to open up the show, and we played, uh, it was called The Sound Bar in Orlando, but man, that, you know, like I was telling you about feeding off the energy, like, man, before we, when we got there for sound check and stuff like that, man, you could just tell it was about to be a big show. And, uh, like, man, it was, it turned out to be crazy. You know, it sold, it almost sold out, I think. You know, it, but it, it's definitely one of the coolest places, too, because when we hit our, like, our drops and stuff for our breakdown, it just felt like an earthquake in that stage. And, like, yeah, you know, it just, it, it felt great. Like, that stage and the sound guy was amazing. The sound was amazing. Like, everything about that place was, like, great. You know, like, everything you want as a musician and as a band, for it to be like you know feel like you're not just like another little band is that kind of show because like did everybody was in it it was packed out and it was a bunch of fun you know um, and nothing went wrong so well i mean I, I i gotta say i haven't really played a whole lot of shows since graduating college just because you know I, i've been all over the place really like uh there, you know there's that brief period where i was living up in north carolina and then i came back and I've just been kind of all over the place, trying to get a foothold again. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, what was that one show? That the show with the plot in you? I don't remember which uh, place that was. At the nine two six bar. Yeah, no, that place. Uh, I I enjoy playing there. Like it, it's a nice little. Night. It's a nice place. Um. I ain't gonna lie. I always did enjoy doing the uh, the jazz band performances uh, over at uh, Howard Auditorium. I, I enjoy that auditorium very much. Uh, it is a nice auditorium. Yes, it is. Y'all probably got what food and everything, didn't y'all? Yeah, that's nice. Well, that's I mean, nice. was paying for it. Your boy so. be you know parking lot. We was paying. Band. We was paying for it. So I mean, you know. <laughs> Would have been cheaper to do the uh, local shows. Right. So but, yeah, because you're not. Uh, how how long have you been playing with Scold, Jared? And how long has the band been around? Um, Scold kind of took place after. Uh, I've been around for about like three, three or four years. Yeah. Three, coming up three years. Yeah. Um, I've been playing with them. Uh, probably I, I joined a couple months after I got back from North Carolina. You know, everybody was kind of weighing the options in and everything and, you know, whether or not I would be a good fit, which is, you know, an understandable thing. You know, if I was uh, 
venting somebody, I'd want it to be somebody I enjoy being around too. Uh, and plus, so, Patrick and Dave is a bunch of assholes. <laughs> but no, I've probably been playing with them like roughly about a year now, I think. Uh, you know, it's just because been coronavirus and whatnot, you know, it's been kind of <laughs> difficult to actually do anything, really. Because, again, Patrick's out there on the front line, so he's he's working a lot. And, uh, you know, just a sketchy time. So, you know, there hasn't been a ton of work going on, but, you know, I'm there. And as um, Daniel, have you been there in school the whole time? Yeah, I was uh, actually one of the founding members. Uh, me, me, Patrick, David, and our other bass player at the time, Drew, was actually the one that started it. Um, so yeah, we we uh, was playing in another band, and then we decided to break off and do our own thing, and that's how Skull became about. Been rocking it out ever since. So, what's the um like band dynamics is in it? Like, is there certain people who tend to write, you know, these parts other than their own instrument, or is like one person writes the lyrics, or is it usually like a com or it like a communal effort, or like you know, some people write this song, other, another person writes this song. Um, so basically, how it's been is uh, our drummer David, he's been writing some songs, and then. Patrick would bring in some songs. So, I mean, it's a lot of, like, they're, they're just working together for the music part. Mm -hmm. um, for the lyrics part, it's usually me. And then, I mean, it's, like, like I said, it pretty much flows through everybody because, like, the one thing that we wanted in this band is total freedom. You know, we could do whatever we want to. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to be like, you know, we just, you got to do this today. You know, if you want to contribute this way, you want to contribute that way, that's how we feel that needs to happen because we're all in this together. Yeah, just, you know. You know, so we feel like, you know, anything that could be contributed to the lyrics or to the guitar or to the drums. Because, I mean, pretty much when we write new music, we sit there, we record it, we listen to it, you know, and we give feedback to each other. You know, hey, maybe we could do it this way or this way. You know, like, so it's like 100% hands-on from everybody mm -hmm. to, to create what this music that we're creating, is, you know. Because, like, I yeah. mean, it's something that is ours. Yeah, and you it's know. like, you know, I would say, like, you know, when you're writing in a band, it usually is kind of a communal effort because, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're playing with a bunch of your, some of your best friends. So it's like, you know, you, you're not really afraid to speak your mind about how you feel about a part. So it's like, you know, you can say something like, you know, we can all like, you know, work towards changing that and making it a better song overall. You know what I mean? And, you know, by the end of it, you know, everything sounds good. I also want to point out i haven't written anything on the ep that's that that was all uh previous work yeah i think david recorded the bass for the ep yeah well jared i, I expect you to to step up your game and, and make the best track on the next album oh, well, of course, man, your way. doing it practice with his bass lines is going to be great listen man listen man it's just i caught it at the wrong time you know they were already in the middle of recording i wasn't going to sit here and impose on them or their style was, you know he was going to school to learn how to be in a band i, I was just and he uh, was already in a band but now he's back in a band like you, you do it a full circle bro well i mean it's like i had to get, i had to get learned <laughs> you had to get learned yeah you know, I had to get a little bit of debt. I had to get learned, you know. Life but jokes on you, you joined a metal band, dude. Well, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. 
But, you know, there's other bands that exist, too. Yeah, right. I can do multiple things. You know, I can play piano. I can play guitar. I can play bass. You know, I'm I'm kind of, I kind of got my hands in everything. Watch out for Jared's in- instrumental piano project coming soon. Oh, yeah. Instrumental piano trip hop album. Look forward in stores. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be on the Lo-Fi Beats channel on YouTube. Yeah, Lo-Fi Beats to chill and relax, too. That's how you know you hit it big time. I mean, hell, they, they they do make money off them that ad revenue. So I mean, yeah, you will be making money, sure. So what what's the um, furthest y'all's ever, y'all have ever played? Like from I guess Tallahassee or away from Florida, since that seems to be more or less home territory. Uh, I think the farthest place for me was in Dothan, Alabama, at the Plug House. Well, what about Dothan or not Dothan, but uh. What's that place we played? Duluth. Duluth, uh, Georgia. Oh, yeah, we did play up in Duluth. Um, that was a, yeah, that was, that was like probably an hour away from Atlanta. That was a cool place to play. Yeah, it's like an hour north of Atlanta, ain't it? I think. It's like, it's like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, that was, that was just a cool area in general, honestly. I didn't know that area in Georgia existed. Georgia's a cool state. Georgia has, a, like, a little bit of everything. And Which was a, a nice venue, by the way. Shout out to Sweetwater. Yeah. Yeah, Duluth School, because it's like, this, I think that it used to be, it was like a gold rush there, like, a couple hundred years ago or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was it was a cool little city. The bar that we played at was really cool. Uh, the audience was cool. Uh, I think we played with, uh, like, Final Drive. What was yeah, Final Drive. Yeah, they, you know, they did pretty good. I like their music. I still listen to their music every now and then. Uh, Who's the other band? Maybe Lord of the. I'm not sure. I can only remember bands that I get a sticker of. TBH. You got to throw the sticker down somewhere because you know then you don't ever forget it. But. So what? Um, are there any um bands that y'all play with pretty consistently? Uh. Uh-huh. I mean, there's definitely a few locals like Carrie and Curse. Um, they're a they're a local uh, death what death metal right? Yeah. Brian Williams, yeah. Uh, we played you know we played a few shows with them. Uh, did we ever play with this sign breed? I mean, I know we played in the band, but like, uh, did we ever play with them? We, we played That's a show true. with them. Um, who 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 to play with? Uh, I don't know. I guess they're like it's really just whoever happens to be on the listing that night. Uh, like I said, I haven't really gotten to play any shows because as soon as I joined, the coronavirus hit, and there haven't really been any shows. So I I don't really have a whole lot about as far as shows go. We both uh, we definitely played a few shows with the Azimuth. Stuff like that. Just locals we did a little run with here and there with uh scold anyway. Like anything foreign gotcha. wise at this moment the scold has been put on halt because of the COVID. So are y'all part of any other like active music projects? I know like Jared, you talked about starting fight them back up, but I don't know if it- if that anything ever um, came from that or not. Well me and David have been talking and we're we're probably about to start uh writing again. Because, uh, you know, we're both in a place now where we can actually, like, you know, get back and forth to each other's house pretty easy. And, you know, every, the conditions are right again to actually start doing that. Uh, 
So yeah, there, there's about to be some music going on there. I'm not really sure what direction that's about to take. Uh, because, you know, like we said, uh, he's in Beneath the Barrens now, and he's he's been actively getting much better on guitar in his own right. And, it, it, like, his songwriting is just out of this world. He's he's an amazing songwriter. So, uh, I, I don't know. I'm excited to be working with him again. I think, uh, I don't know if we're still going to be calling up here in the Eyes of the Martyr, if we're going to change a name or, like, you know, what that really entails. But, you know, I am working with him. Uh me and Jeremy and Josh, uh, uh, we're actually trying to start a cover band, and Daniel's also a part of that. Uh, you know, just another side band, you know, trying actually try and get in some money with that one. And, you know, just kind of just, you know, m make music along the way, you know, have a good time. Because ultimately, I personally don't really care what I'm playing. I just enjoy playing music. It's just always, It's just always a good time. When you say Jeremy, you mean Jeremy, our old roommate, or a different Jeremy? Uh, Jeremy Thomas and Josh Ward. So, yes, our old roommate, Jeremy. Is he back in Georgia? Yes, sir, he is. He's, he's living in Cairo again. <laughs> it draws everybody back. Yes. I mean, really, though. I mean, I'll be back in Pelham in about six months. So <laughs> I'm going to be right there with y'all. I feel you, brother. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of the part of graduating college they don't really tell you about. You kind of have to, yeah, you usually end up going back home to your parents at some point. <laughs> until you get at least a little bit of, until you get enough money to, to actually move out. Yeah. And, you know, depending on what you're going for and, like, what your, what your location is, you know, it's quicker for some people than others. So, for a scold... Do you guys have, like, any sort of, like, end goal in mind? Like, do you guys want to, like, really try to push it and get as big as you can? Or are y'all just going to try to just, like, live up the local scene type thing? Um, I would personally say, like, you know, whatever band I'm doing, I want, I, like, I want to take it serious and I want to, you know, you know, wherever it goes, where's wherever it goes. You know, I, you know, if it does happen to go big, I'd continue pushing that, you know, because that'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, it's just like, don't think about that, you know, just write, yeah. try to write music that you like and that, you know, that makes you feel good and maybe that will make other people feel what you're feeling. Uh, I mean, of course, we would like to make money, but in the end, as long as I'm just jamming with my friends, I'm cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, this ain't about money, you know, I got a job. Yeah, I mean, if it if it ends up that way, that's great. But otherwise, you know, we'll still be playing. You know, we'll still be here. You know, because it's just what we like to do. And I don't know. It's always going to be like that, really. So, a, a question that might seem a little odd, but I think it always can elicit you know interesting responses. Is that it seems to me there's a lot of like unsaid like stage etiquette that people just have to learn as they as they do it and like as they tour and whatnot so what's something that just really irks you when people just seem to not know x thing about stage etiquette like with other bands that you're like playing with uh huh you got you got me on that one let me think about that well i mean i, I don't know like maybe maybe just sometimes like going over their time yeah. Or, like, maybe they're like, oh, well, I don't want to play this spot. Can y'all switch? Or, you know, just, like, 
sometimes you get yeah. a little crybabies like, oh, man, I don't really want to do oh, go, like, first well, or okay. go second. Oh, I'd rather or, go, like, third or fourth. Or, you know, sometimes you get the fellas that are like, oh, can I borrow your cab, please? Oh, I, I forgot it at home. And it's like, uh, buddy, why? Like, I don't know. It's just, it just shows a lack of professionalism to me. But I don't know, man. There's a lot of little things. But, you know, as long as you're not an asshole, man, as long as, uh, you know, you, you, you do your time, you, you have a good show, even if like if you're doing a, if you're having a good time and you're, you know, you're putting on a good show, you know, I don't really mind if you go over your time limit a little bit. But, you know, don't sit there and like, you know, take 30 minutes to take everything down either, because it doesn't take that amount of time to do that. Like, you know, it's it's not really a hard process to set up and, like, you know, unload, you know, just like, you know, when when you get done, you know, move your stuff and then, like, talk to fans and whatever, because, you know, there's other things that are going on to that night, too. But the yeah. How have y'all seen the Tallahassee metal scene, like, evolve over the years or change? Or just what's the state of it in general? Because y'all seem to, you know, spend a lot of, the time that y'all play inside Tallahassee? Well, we definitely try to limit our time in Tallahassee. You know, we definitely try to not to overplay it. But, I mean, throughout the time, you definitely got your hit or miss days. You know, like, I mean, some shows are better than others. And, yeah. I mean, it, sometimes the Tallahassee scene is really popping. Sometimes it's not. But, it, I don't know, it really just depends on, like, you know, the time of year, like, really the day, honestly, because... There's always something going on in Tallahassee. It's just a matter of finding it, really. Um, Messina's always pretty cool, you know. I ain't ever got threatened or nothing, you know. Everybody's always pretty chill, you know. I can say the same, but it's all right. <laughs> well, I haven't, personally. You know, I can only speak my experience. You're just not threatening, Jared. Yeah, that is true. You know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. But anyway, bud. Um, about an hour now. Yeah. Um, it seems to be you know getting close to the end. So, mm-hmm. two more questions. Um, right. first, do you want to? I don't know if y'all have ever like put it on the record or not, but like, do you want to? You want to? You want to share with the audience what the yellow color from y'all's EP cover came from? <laughs> <laughs> I'm real. I'm really glad you asked that, Jaden. <laughs> no, that that's a fucking a golden question, and I don't want this to be released anywhere else. Uh, all right, Jaden. I don't even know if it's all right to release this. Damn, we just, yeah. I, I wasn't ready for this question, Jaden. That was a top secret information. Yeah, 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 I need to like make have a bid a band meeting first. Yeah, well, I mean, we might need you, but I mean. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm feeling kind of ballsy. I think uh, I think I might just say it. <laughs> it was mustard. What brand? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, Hans? Yeah. We just sat there and squeezed that shit in the, in, in the hole. In the hole. <laughs> I remember when you told me that. <laughs> it's just and, so funny. And it's... Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, we, we here at Scold, we like our condiments, you know. We have our, our uh, you know, we're, we already really like the ketchup bottle for whatever reason. But, you know, gang, gang, ketchup gang. Uh, I like mustard personally. Uh, a little bit of dirt mixed in never hurt, you know. Please don't. <laughs> Y'all stage names should be like different condiments. Do what? Your stage name should be different condiments. So like <laughs> one of y'all is mustard, another's ketchup, another's relish. That'd be solid. We could do that for Halloween or something. Well, we already discussed the relish thing. Nobody likes relish. Nobody likes relish. Nobody. It's okay. I'll dress up as relish. <laughs> right, it's gonna be that's gonna be my new question for everybody I have on is what their favorite condiment is. <laughs> We have yeah. thought about uh, dressing up as the trailer park boys. Oh, yeah. It'll definitely remind me of home. <laughs> nice. But, uh, okay, so last thing, if y'all just want to, you know, plug, plug everything you've got on the way out. So, you know, you know where you, everybody can find your music, what anything y'all got planned coming up soon that's going to come out, any, anything you want people to know about. Um. Well, I would say check out Scold on any streaming service. It, it's really on all of them. Uh, check out the Dirty EP. We released it back in 2020. Uh, we got a you know a decent amount of people are listening to it. Uh, would like more people though, so it's like you know go check that out. Um, um, you know, really Scold right now is my main focus. Um, Fear in the eyes of the martyr might be doing some here in the new future, near future. So you know, go go give that page a like on Facebook. Uh, you know, because big things coming soon. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'd say Skull is our main priority right now. Uh, so just check that out. Uh, hopefully we're gonna have some music videos coming out near here soon. We got some new music works. And uh, yeah, and uh, really, thanks for having us on, Jaden. Thank y'all for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I'm really looking forward to all y'all stuff. Oh yeah, brother. Appreciate you.